Hello and welcome to Campbell Uniting Church for this Sunday, September the 13th. This will be the last of my reflections for a period, for four weeks. I'll be back for a week. And then, uh, with some sadness, moving on uh, to a new placement. So appropriately, uh, this reflection is on Exodus chapter 14, which is the lectionary for this Sunday. Humour is a great reliever of pressure, and I'm sure God has a sense of humour, even in the face of quite serious issues. So Moses and one of his old Egyptian pals have a chat at the edge of the sea as the waters are parted. There's a somewhat wistful moment and his pal says, well Moses, I guess we've come to a parting of the waves. Sorry, the joke is a bit wet. Well, it was actually the waves doing the stand-up routine, remember? Of course, this is a significant parting. Partings happen through life. It's hard, but it's normal. It's not lost on me that I'll be parting from my community here soon. And I know it's not all wonderful release and skipping off into the sunset. Separations are work, and there are times of transition ahead. For the Israelites, this one is the beginning of a journey to the promised land, and it also turns out to be the beginning of the wilderness wanderings. God makes promises about an exit strategy to Moses, and Moses passes on the wonderful promise to the people. These former slaves are escaping from their hard labour and they were in desperate need of hope. Clear, straightforward planning. They needed a roadmap, if you like, for the journey ahead. Then we know they actually spent the next two generations in the desert. Even God's clear plans run into the mess of human reality. This is a really ancient story, and to the extent that we can be clear about it, the Hebrew text identifies this as happening at the Reed Sea. Later, tradition associated it with the Red Sea. And the story tells us a strong east wind blew all night and drove the water back. But then it goes on that Moses stretched out his hands to part the waters. Two accounts of the same event woven together. Whichever way we see it, there's certainly both elements of the miraculous and the mysterious. And for a people who are looking for a roadmap out of pandemic or for guidance on the journey for the transition ahead, It's a good story to reflect on. This is a well-known narrative. Even if you've never read the book, you've probably seen the movie. Charlton Heston waves his staff over the sea and miraculously the waters are swept aside. 
the former slaves walk across in safety. And Pharaoh's chariots pursue them, but Moses raises his staff again and the waters crash back, covering the chariots and chariot drivers. It's a story of freedom and release, certainly, but not of a quick or easy fulfilment. It turns out there is still a long, hard journey ahead. And the story also confronts us with issues of cost and consequence, with vengeance and with attitudes to killing. The way out is not just plain sailing. Now the Exodus story here goes on with a song of celebration at this point and paraphrasing something like the horse and rider thrown into the sea, yippee. Now glee at death like this has a rather nasty odour for us. But the Jewish Midrash tradition on this story speaks of God rebuking Moses and Miriam over their jubilation at this death of others. Perhaps our world needs to listen more carefully to such wisdom as this. It all raises questions about how minorities are dealt with in society, about our attitudes to violence and war, still very much live issues. From our safe distance here, we are reminded often still about the horrors of war. Still in the Middle East, thousands killed, both soldiers and civilians. And after the killings of September the 11th, now 19 years ago, many cheered at the death of Osama bin Laden when they caught up with him. But we know his death hasn't turned sorrow into joy or filled an empty place at a table. So what song should we sing at times like this? What is our response to the conflict that goes on in our time, to those who are shaped as the enemies of our culture, to those who cause us individually some pain? It's a hard question, isn't it? None of this is easy in reality. The Israelites needed to escape oppression, but the way out was messy and long. There were ongoing consequences for them to deal with. The language of release through the waters evokes the imagery of birth, which thankfully normally is not as long as the Exodus, and it can bring much joy but it isn't without pain and without much adjustment and much more. There was a story in the New York Times a little while ago of the response of two women who found each other in a time of tragedy and began to sing through their sorrow. Susan and Patty both lost their husbands in the Twin Towers and both were pregnant with babies that their fathers would never see. The two women started an organisation called Beyond the Eleventh, 
and they dedicated it to helping Afghan women who were widows like themselves. Over 10 years, they helped more than a thousand Afghan widows to start businesses, to support their own families with things like sewing machines. All the work done by this organisation over the years cost less than keeping one soldier in Afghanistan for eight months. The women sang a song not of revenge, but of new life and hope and connection. Yes, there was loss and pain, and the pain of new beginnings for them, but they decided to make something positive out of it. And from that commitment, new hope was kindled for many others. Yes, but is at the core of our faith. Yes, separations are hard. Yes, suffering is awful. Pandemics, well, you can add your own adjective there. But we have some choice of what we make out of it. There's a discipline of faithful practice that we are called to in response. In the practice of this hard discipline of faithful journeying towards hope, just perhaps there may be some experience of release, of exodus, a new freedom and new hope through difficult waters for us and for our community in time. New freedom and new hope are miraculous, like Reed Sea crossings, and they should be celebrated. Perhaps if we did some more of that, rejoicing with those who rejoice and weeping with those who weep, we might just understand one another better and get on more peacefully across our wonderfully diverse world with more harmony and with more hope for all. To God's glory. Amen. So let us go into the days ahead, blessed by the immeasurable mercy of God, the limitless love of Jesus Christ, and the constant and rich guidance of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.